Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 105 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. Edmonton and the Philadelphia Flyers. Still tickets available for tonight's game. Flyers got. $30 million worth of players that have scored one goal combined in four games this year. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software and supplies. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 630-630. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan at Brendan Escott. Uh, Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Mark Spector is in for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta presenting live standard bread racing every Friday night and Sunday afternoon at Century Mile. Speck, uh, just before we, a little bit of a curveball here for you. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of the St. Louis Blues <laughs> going to the White House yesterday? Uh, you know what? I don't think anyone cares much about my political leanings. I'm not a fan of the current administration, so I would have cheered had they said, no, thanks. I would have liked that, but uh-huh. I will not direct anyone to, you know, they want to go, go, man. It's a free country. And they were a team through thick and thin, well, right? They went as a whole team. And hockey went- players are like that. Like, I think in other sports – you have more players who would stand away from the team. Other than the odd Tim Thomas, there's not many in hockey who would tell the rest of their teammates, you guys go, I'm not going. That's just right. not a so hockey So Tim thing. Thomas did not go when Obama was the president. Right. What was he? Was he a, a Tea Party guy, Tim Thomas? I think so, yeah. Yeah. He was just one of the – he was very politically active, and he didn't want to go, and that's fine, man. Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm – I don't know. I'm just not a fan of what's going on down there. But if the now, Blues want to go, go. Could, could the perspective have been they respected the presidency? This wasn't a question about who was in political power or, you know, they're just they're, sure. they're respecting the office of the president. Yeah, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, for right. one, to go to the White House and, 
you know, meet the president and do all the things that comes with it. Sure. I think the ownership uh, of the, you know, in St. Louis and the Midwest, I'll bet you that ownership of the Blues doesn't need the storm that might have occurred had some players spurned that opportunity. Is that fair? It might not have been pretty around St. Louis for those guys that didn't go. I don't know what the climate is there, but maybe Tom Stillman, the owner, they just said, you know what, this guy's been good to us. He wants us to go, so we're going. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Yeah, and you know what? I don't have a hard feeling about it either way. I mean, I, I, I get the sense that I mean, the Blues had more Canadian players than any other team in the league yeah. last year, and I think that my guess is... Probably has something to do with it. Were there a get, bunch of Canadian guys that go, ah, yeah, We're whatever. respecting the pres- the sure. office of the presidency. That's we're, not that in, we're not that uh, emboldened, and we're not that involved, and let's go see what the White House is like. All right, let's get to a couple <laughs> texts. Uh, this text comes in. Spec is a Trudeau supporter, isn't he? Um... Okay, another text comes in out of Red Deer. Uh, when your prime minister or president invites you, you go. Well, that's how some people think. Yes. I'm not saying that's wrong. Out of Calgary, Alberta, I think they're having some fun with us. Smith for Besna, uh, Neil for the Art Ross, and Tippett for the Coach of the Year. Wow. Well, all I'll say is so far so good uh, on all three fronts. Okay. Uh, JJ out of Red Deer. Bob, you got a little snippy with me when I called Eric Francis an ownership shill when he was talking about the Flames relocating south. Do you still think I'm wrong after reading and listening to his comments towards Neil and Lucic from JJ? Eric Francis is entitled to say what he wants. I don't agree with everything that Eric says. Uh, He's a columnist. You're not supposed to. I would suggest to you that uh, I would have been every bit as supportive as Eric was for Calgary to have gotten a new facility. Okay? So, you know what? Uh, I'm a believer that uh, we put a lot of money in a lot of different things and there's ways to get things done and everybody just has to be open-minded and that's that. And you know what? If you don't agree with that, that's fine too. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's where I'm coming from. So take it for what it's worth. And I've had my moments with Eric myself over the years. Trust me. All right. Texas at 630, 630. So, we have a guy tonight in goal and it's hard. Like, how many goaltenders are in the NHL at 21? It's pretty rare. Very few. Very few. And are this good? And the Flyers have waited a long. Have they been looking for a goalie for a while, Bob? Refresh uh, me. Well, Hextall had like one good year or one good playoff back in like 86, 87. He's a pretty good goalie. I think what we're Lindbergh, seeing. Lindbergh was a very talented goaltender. Uh, now you're going back to the 80s. I'm yeah. going to say that the last time they had a good goalie, it's the guy that drafted this goalie, <laughs> right? Hexall. Yeah. So that's a when you're waiting for the your last good goalie to draft your next one. Right. That's a long time. Bob. Well, and Philadelphia <laughs> is a place that eats up goal. I mean, Philadelphia yep. is a it's a tough town. Let's face yeah, it. Tough, it's good hockey town. Yeah. Right? They love their flyers. City of broad shoulders and all that yeah, sort yeah, of no. stuff. Brotherly like, love. When you were a guy like Ilya Brzezgalov, who you know, Mr. Universe. Uh, it was a tough place to Mark. have that type of personality, right? I, tough place to be Roman Czech manic. You right. know, well, I mean, letting them in from the blue line. There's like, a reason why Rich Winter could get along so well with uh, Ilya Brzezgalov. That's because <laughs> hey, they both. Uh, I got along they, with Ilya Brzezgalov. They, they both live in Planet Zoltar sometimes, yeah, sometimes. and I'm right there with yeah, them. I don't so, mind that. Yeah, uh, they're fun guys. So, uh, anyway. no, it's a tough city to play a goalie in, and and uh, you know, listen, Carter Hart, uh, and we're going to segue to Dave's drive here because I met Carter Hart. Really, for the first time this summer, he played our tournament, the Sports Central Spec Golf yeah. Classic, and and you know what a nice young guy, like just polite and and thank you, please signed everything under the sun, just the kind of guy you hope your own son grows up into. And you know, here's a young man that 
Like, we're starting to say, I'm hearing people say, Bob, best goalie out of the West since Carey Price. No question. That's that's some mighty high praise right there. No question. Now, you don't say that about many guys. I'm and, telling you, yeah. best goaltender since oh, Carey boy, Price out of the West. he's a young tender. And there is a guy this year in Medicine Hat who's pretty damn good, too. Who's that? Mads Sogard. He's a second-round pick of the Ottawa Senators. Mad? Mads. Oh, Mads. Where, where is he from? Uh, Denmark or something? Yeah. Cool. Six foot seven goaltender for Willie Desjardins and Medicine Hat, and they are—they're uh, going to be pushing the Oil Kings all year for top spot in the Central Division. And he is a hell of a goaltender. Wow, like Wall. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's part of it. Like Hart, <laughs> Carter Hart has a spec. Carter Hart has elite athleticism. Like he's yeah. a terrific athlete. Tall, skinny cat. I just tweeted out a picture. I'm taking a tee shot, and uh, he's the clubs look too short for him. How tall is Carter Hart? He's six two. He looks taller than that. Does he? Yeah, it does. But anyway, um, just all there. You know, he's big enough. Yeah. Certainly the equipment these days, you're big enough. Uh, he's 6'2 frame. That's fine. Uh, exceptionally athletic. Really smart. You know, you can just tell talking to him. This guy has a chance. It's to be, all there. He has a chance to be really special. Already in the NHL at 21 years of age, it's going to be a... Yeah, that is not bad. Uh, and I will say to you, Bob, that tonight at the game, we're doing something at Sports Center called Dave's Drive, and that is Dave Semenko. Dave Semenko's drive. This is in honor of Dave, uh, where we're trying to help kids with equipment. And th- this isn't a bring your used gear to the rink tonight, because uh, I believe we've tried that in the past, and frankly, just no one wants to leave the house with a bunch of smelly old equipment to go to a hockey game. Uh, but you will see Sports Central people around the rink. We're in Ford Hall before the game starts. We'll be in the concourse during the game. Uh, listen, save, you know what? Buy us beer. Like, whatever you pay for beer in this building, drop it off at Sports Central tonight. Buy a kid a helmet. Buy a kid some skates. Buy a kid, uh, we've, we're always shy on, like, right-handed kids' sticks, stuff like that. Uh, a little help for Sports Central tonight in the name of the great oiler, Dave Semenko. Be very much appreciated. Uh, tomorrow, a guy that's worked on your tournament for the last several years, Sheldon Olexen, the uh, executive director of Sports Central, will be on your show. Yes, he'll be making an appearance. We'll have him on at one thirty. He's coming. He's a good Tisdale. You know who he used to play for, Bob? Here's a trivia question. The Tisdale Trojans? You don't know the answer to. Uh, no, he played for the Flying Fathers. Remember oh, that? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a Flying how Father. How old is Sheldon? Uh, oh, he's a young man. Yeah? Yeah, he, I don't know how old he is. He's whatever. The Flying Fathers. So those he were... played with the Flying Fathers. He was a formerly, in a former life, he was a man of the cloth out of Tisdale, Saskatchewan. Really? Yeah. Yeah, played for the Flying Fathers. Played against Dave Tippett when they were kids. Really? <laughs> well, where was Dave coming out of, like, PA? Yeah, in that area. Up yeah. that area, right? He's a better soccer player than a hockey oh, He was a good soccer player, too. Yeah. yeah. Speaking Fact. of which, did you see uh, Alfonso? Uh, score a goal last night. Yeah, Canada score a goal last night for Canada. That well, was pretty cool. It's only been about 30. Like, people forget, 1986, Canada went to the World Cup, not the United States. Yeah. Then the U.S. got the World since. Cup in 94 and started improving their program. Yeah, and Alfonso Davies with a beauty What's goal. happened to the U.S., though? At one point, they were top, I think they were ranked as high as number eighth in the world well, internationally. I don't want to say when you're losing to Canada, you better look in the mirror, but our men's team hasn't had a lot of success. You know what I think you know is unfair? Like, I was watching the Rugby World Cup, yeah. and New Zealand's playing Canada. Yeah. And, I mean, come I saw on. some of that. How about we play New Zealand in hockey? Well, that, that, that's my analogy. Right? What, would they beat us 68 to nothing or something? Yeah, yeah. If we played them in hockey, we'd beat them 68 to nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. If we put our, like, our best, like it, like Crosby and McDavid and all those guys, against us, they'd never get on the same rink in hockey. Right. That's the difference. Right. They're on the same pitch in, in rugby and 
God bless those Canadian kids for trying. But how about you know how about the story? So the monsoon was it the monsoon or whatever comes? Yeah, it, it cut their last game off. Canada had a game they thought they could win against Namibia. Right. They would have hopefully gone home with a victory, their first ever at a World Cup. And what did they do? Uh, they went out and they helped uh, they helped people in Tokyo and Japan deal with the uh, cleanup efforts for a monsoon. I thought that's pretty well, cool. You know what they say? Hey? We've, we've talked about this hot, and you know I like international soccer, but there's yeah. one thing I despise about soccer. Yeah. I despise how the players belittle and berate officials in soccer. It apps, and look, yep. I get frustrated with calls, too, in games Everybody and hockey. Does. But I do not like seeing athletes be. But the culture in soccer has gone awry with right. the diving right. and the and the everyone surrounding and, a ref and, and it yelling. Reinforces at them. every you know. It, it seems like you don't see Iceland do that in soccer. You know, it seems to be the closer to the equator, a little bit more hot headed yeah, they get, right? But it, it's part of the temperament of the sport. Yeah, but not but, rugby. But not rugby, and you know why, Mark? Because rugby is a hooligans game played by gentlemen, mm-hmm. and soccer is a gentleman's game played, played by, by hooligans. All right, when we come back, a guy who... Give blood, play rugby, Bob. A guy who uh, <laughs> gave and took during the course of his career was as tough as there was and was firmly entrenched in the Edmonton sporting community. We'll talk Ted Green when we come back in orders now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, uh, to the Ashley Fine Floors text. Thank you, Connor. It's uh, 119 in Edmonton. Um, I got to read this because it's funny. Spec, we're talking about the White House deal. Yeah. Brad has texted the show to say, uh, so having the strongest economy in the world, the lowest unemployment rate ever for everyone, highest GDP in 20 years, ending wars all over the the planet, draining the swamp of all the corruption. (laughs) Why would anyone not go to uh, the White House to visit uh, POTUS? Wake up, you two, and do some research. That one comes to us from Brad. Jason from Sangudo took a different perspective. Uh, go to a White House? Sure. I want to go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, so, now, I, I full disclosure, we were notified of this. Uh, I, I found out on Thursday of last week, but uh, we were waiting some verification uh, just because there had to be some connectivity with the family. Uh, and then, obviously, Saturday day, Mark, as we were in New York City, Glenn Sather's former assistant coach, Ted Green. Yeah. Uh, you the Rangers uh, were sitting there were prepping for the game, and I reached out to our people back at Edmonton. I said, look, the Rangers have got a full still board that's going to run on their scoreboard. To a nice moment of silence before moment the game of silence for, Teddy. for Ted Green. They're going to do that again tonight. Uh, you dealt with Teddy a lot over the years. Oh, boy. Uh, I went yeah. to high school with uh, Chris Green, who is a terrific athlete in his own right. and mm-hmm. uh, uh, We used to horse around a bit back in the day in Phys Ed 30 at Harry Inlay Composite High School in the mid-1980s. Okay. But Give me a, a riff on uh, on uh, on Ted Green. What a unique uh, guy he was. You know what? He was such a kind guy, but I guess it, and fiery and and his, he had a great appreciation for all things not hockey. You know, he wasn't all hockey all the time by any means. Businessman who got into about that skate sharpening machine. Remember, we used to use those, Bob, when we were kids. You'd go to the rink and there'd be one there you could sharpen your skates. <laughs> anyway. Here's what I learned the best uh, of, of the many interactions. I covered Ted's teams. He was an assistant. He was head coach. I got in a couple of pretty good scrapes with Teddy 
back in the newspaper days, you'd print something and, you know. Not, back, you, not you, Mark. Yeah, back then people read everything you wrote because there's only two papers and there's no internet. So when you wrote something, especially as critical, it got around. So I'd have a good scrape with Teddy here and there. I had a couple. But the next day, or sometimes with slats, but the next day you'd walk in the room and, you know, I'm a younger guy. I'm walking in an NHL room. I think everyone in there hates my guts a little bit. It's not the easiest place you ever walked into. Let's put it that way. And I remember walking in that room, and I remember Teddy. I'm standing there kind of mixing in with the crowd, you know, keep my head down, but I'm showing up. And I remember Teddy walk by, and he'd punch you in the arm or he'd shove you. And you'd look over like, what's going on? And he'd have this big smile, and he'd say, what are you doing in here? <laughs> and the thing was, he was saying, yeah, we're all a little bit PO'd at you, but you know what? We're all still friends here. Yesterday was yesterday. Today's today. Let's get on with life. And it, it taught me that, you know, it's too long a life to hold a grudge, right? This You have a fight on Tuesday, bury the hatchet Wednesday. Come on, man. We're on the road together. We're all around each other every day. Uh, you know what? This stuff happens in hockey. Hey, on the ice, two best friends will fight each other on Monday, and they'll go for a beer after the game Monday night. So Teddy taught me that about hockey. It's It's a big community and yeah we fight amongst ourselves once in a while but it doesn't mean it has to last there you go and that's uh mark specter Spe- so came so much teddy right Holy yeah. cow you know back in the day like our younger listeners won't remember that they used to have stick swinging wayne mackie yeah wayne mackie clubbed him over the he head was out for him. a year yeah plate in his head had to learn to write with his left hand john ferguson fighting john ferguson when he was yeah, when he the was the toughest man in the game in the, in the game like and teddy was not that big of a guy mark no, like he, he was not play with bobby Orr. right bobby Orr's partner for pete's sakes yeah you know so all of the, i mean that's my little story about teddy he did so much more you know i think for me the most impressive thing was learning to you know, he had trouble speaking after the Wayne Mackey incident. Right. He couldn't write. He had to, le- again, learn to write with your other hand. Imagine that as an adult. You know, and then, let alone that, he got back on skates, missed a season, got back on skates, played the, won a Stanley Cup, playing with Bobby Orr. Like, how many guys can say they did that? All those things in their career. Not many. There we go. Worked for the mustard seed, helping the homeless uh, before it was over for Teddy. So that's, you know what? Pretty good. All right. Uh What's going to happen tonight? Um, what's going to happen tonight? Uh, I think it's time for a little adept scoring for the Oilers. I think Carter Hart is that goalie that if you let him, if, if they do what they did with Corey Crawford and and squander three or four breakaways early in a game and Carter Hart gets rolling on you, it might be lights out. So I think they need someone other than McDavid and Dreisaitl and Neal to, to put one in. They need some team effort here. Uh, maybe a shot from the point, Bob and uh, get a good feeling at home and turn a one-game losing streak into a one-game winning streak. How about that? There we go. Uh, you would not believe the little text that we're getting back and forth. It's pretty funny right now. Oh, is that right? Oh, uh, yeah. Anything you could put on the air? No, no, no. Just everybody's got uh, everybody's got a perspective. Kevin says, Bob, will there ever be another World Cup of Hockey? That is a great place to end, Mark. Yeah, there will be, for sure. Absolutely there's going to be because the PA and the league are in business together to make it work. So 100% there's going to be, there will be another World Cup it, of Hockey. The bigger question, it, it, it will hinge on whether or not they go to Beijing. And at this point, I'm not so sure the NHL is that interested. Yeah. In, uh, the, the players are. The players player. And the fans are. You just have to understand that trying to do business with the IOC is they've, they've treated the league very poorly. And if I could tell you right now, Bob, if I was an owner 
and I get it. I love the Olympics. I, love, I want to watch Connor McDavid and Sid Crosby on the same team just like everybody else. But doing business with the IOC is, is awful, and they want it all. And I'll ask you one more question, and I'll shut up. Try to remember the last time you saw Ginla to Crosby and passed Miller for the golden goal on TV. When's the last time you saw that highlight? The answer is almost never right? because the IOC owns it. They won't let Sportsnet or TSN or anyone use it. Right. Right? And the guy to call it's in the building tonight. Exactly. Chris Cuthbert's calling the game tonight for NBC down in the States. It's a national game. The order's called by NHL guys, scored by NHL players, played in an NHL rink, refereed by NHL referees. And the NHL just can't touch it. Can't touch it. That's what's wrong with dealing with the Olympics. Yeah, well, it's, it's I mean, look, it's how much far removed is the IOC from FIFA? In terms of... Yeah, and, and both of them from reality. The irony is <laughs> the European players that we meet are, for the most part, completely devoid of ego. And some look bad. Like, the, there's yeah. no such thing as a bad guy from Sweden ever, right, is there? Right, like, right. there are just some really great guys with, internet, uh, you know, yep. different perspectives on life. But when it comes to those governing bodies, they know how to flout their clout. Yeah, they're all rich, old. I mean, Michelle, Michelle Plantini, who is a brilliant Plantini. soccer player, yep. That guy has cashed more checks than anybody. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, I mean, he got himself paid. Spec, look forward to having you on Friday. Thanks for joining us. Don't take that headset off yet. All right, Bobby, be a good one tonight. I always like when the Flyers come in, that old Eastern Conference logo, a little bit of tradition, right? Let's do this. Do you remember Trent Brown? Sure. Played for the Edmonton Eskimos? Sure. One of the hardest hitters in CFL history. Well, we're going to UVA Golden Bear. One of the best Golden Bear players of all time. Let's go to the injury report for James H. Brown and the Associates. Uh, James H. Brown, personal injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go see jameshbrown.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Brendan, are you there? Hello. Sorry, I need to pop my mic up. Uh, the battered Jets lost Adam Lowry to a head injury last night. He took a high hit, left the game. Then Anthony Botetto left with a lower body injury to add to a ridiculous list of injuries for them. Stars forward Corey Perry activated from the injured reserve, healing up from a broken foot. Whether he will debut tonight against Columbus is still undecided at last look. Kings defenseman Drew Doughty questionable for tomorrow's game after leaving the last one with a head injury. And in San Jose, defenseman Dalton Prout out until mid-November with an upper body injury. Just Nolan Patrick sidelined with migraine issues for the Flyers and the Oilers have put Joe Kim Negard or going to on the IR missing two to four weeks with a rib injury. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is, again, the injury report brought to you by James H. Brown, personal injury lawyers. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, Chuck Fletcher, the GM of the Philadelphia Flyers. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.